Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. And without further ado, I would love to introduce you guys to my co-host for this next segment, my brother from another mother. We are twins in spirit, if not in body. Marcus Black, brother, how you doing today, fam? Hey, yo, what up, family? Yo, it's so good to see you. I'm glad, I'm honored, I'm elated. I'm all the other E-words that I feel right now, energetic, excited. We could go on and on forever. But I'm just excited to be here, man, with these incredible rock stars, your beautiful faces, and to have this conversation with you. Let's go. Yes, I'm so excited. Y'all, you don't understand. The energy that you hear from Marcus, it's even bigger and badder on stage in person. Like, I'm so excited for all the times I get to see you speak on stage and actually get to speak on stage with you. But more importantly, I love the fact that I get to be mentored by you. And guys, we are here coming to you today. I'm subbing in. I, I, I couldn't remember the name. I think she said Rita was meant to be here. But hey, we are all a family and we take, uh, we step in when we can. So I'm stepping in tonight. And so I wanted to continue the conversation of tactical growth and branding Tuesday. We just had a stellar social media hour. And one of the things that I wanted to focus on um, with my brother Marcus here that we will be sharing is authenticity in branding. Is that something that's actually possible? Is authenticity such a buzzword that we don't want to hear about it anymore? Let's talk all things authentic. And I'll tell you, um, before I got asked to actually sub for this segment, I was in another room run by Joshua Lee where they talked about this topic. And I was like, you, in, a, in a, a different variable, a, a little different way, but for the most part, very similar. And there was such incredible insight that I thought, you know what, let's talk about that. Let's talk about being raw and real. Let's talk about opening the truth door, if you will, to our branding, to our public, to our audience, and what is that going to look like? And so I couldn't think of anyone better 
than to Marcus Black, literally someone who has been branding himself as M Black Speaks before there was Clubhouse, before we knew the name Marcus Black. And one of the things that he's been doing is really maintaining that authenticity in his approach. And so Marcus brother, I'm going to start off. I didn't tell you how we're going to do this, but I'm going to interview you a little bit because you know, that's what I love to do. That's who I am. But I want to focus on authenticity because one thing that, that I feel that's authentic and I'll share my story with you guys shortly, how my brand kind of really started by a moment of authenticity. And I'll give you exact details of what I did. And we'll talk about that here shortly. But Marcus, you did something that most people won't do. You found your brand, you found your voice, literally, you knew what you were called to do, and you went after it for two years consistently, both on social media and in person, before anyone <clears throat> even batted an eye at you. Now here I feel, and, and not, not, I don't mean that in a mean way, it's just the truth. People saw, people saw who you were, but not at the caliber, at the level that you are now. Now, my question is this, because when asked that question of authenticity, one of the ways that I'm going to um, answer it, how to have that authentic confidence to really be your, yourself, is keeping promises to yourself. Because I'm a big believer that that's how you actually maintain confidence, right? How do you keep confidence? Keep Tell yourself you're going to go running today. You go running today. Yes. Tell yourself you're going to accomplish XYZ today. You accomplish XYZ today. Yes, you did it. You have that confidence. It keeps building. Now you're able to be even more and more authentic because of that. You did that for two years, showed up authentically when no one was watching. What does it take? What kind of chutzpah? What kind of belief in yourself? Uh, what kind of feelings, negative thoughts cross through your mind in this journey, but you kept going? Talk to us about that. I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to continue to say it as I say it so many times, man. Somebody get this man a deal right now. Sign him. <laughs> and I say that, and you think I'm being facetious, but I'm really not because you guys, like, at one point, I was doing, like, six interviews a day on podcasts. At this point, it's still at least about one a day. So it's hot, like. And I get asked a lot of questions by a lot of people, and there's a lot of good questions, but the level of question you ask is just different. The way that you are able to pull out jewels and intricacies within stories is just next level. So I just wanted to give you love and shout out to you, man. Uh, but the first thing I would tell you guys is it's about who's in your circle, right? Who are the people that are pouring into you? Who's the person that's guiding you toward where you want to be? And that's incredibly important because I had that person in my ear and they told me from day one, they said, look, the first thing they made me say, my mentors, is, <laughs> he literally said, look, man, I need to know right now before we do a single thing, are you in this forever? Because you can do this for the rest of your life. Are you in it? Do you Are you committed or are you just playing with it? And I said, I'm committed. He said, yeah, because if you don't establish that, then there's no nothing is going to keep you going on those difficult days on the days you're talking about. So that was already in the forefront of my mind. And then the next thing he said after that was, look, there's going to become opportunities for you to sell out. There's kind of going to come opportunities for you to take a quicker route an escalated path, a way to get there faster by becoming something other than what you are. You can mimic people. You can take a formula you see people doing and mimic them to a T blow up really fast, but then it doesn't have staying power. So what the greatest thing you can do is to find your tribe, build your tribe based on your heart 
and then attract those people slowly but surely to build this massive crowd of people who love you, your heart, and everything you stand for. You become a voice for them. So I literally watched him live this out over the course of 10 years and build this massive, massive, massive community. So all of that was in my mind from jump. So fast forward six months in, when I'm still making videos nearly daily, I'm making video after video after video for 10 likes, 20 likes, 10 likes. Oh, a good one. 40 likes. Woo, we made it. Let's go. And people are starting to see it, but nobody's really seeing it. I'm just, and I thought in the beginning, my first video was going to go viral. I spent money on it. I hired a videographer. I traveled to another city. We created heat, man. I went to the studio, recorded my voice professionally. I mean, like, went all in. I was like, this one's going viral, baby. We coming out the gate. We announcing ourselves to the world. And that did not happen. <laughs> Nothing near the sort. But that was, a, you know, that was not a, necessarily a rude awakening, but a harsh awakening to like, look, man, this is going to be a fight. And if I really want what I say I want, it's going to be a fight for my heart, for my desire, for my passion, or for me to put it out to the world. So I started flooding it, flooding it, flooding it for years. And the thing that I always tell people is like, do you really love it? Or do you are you doing it for a pat on the back? You got to do it for the love and not for the likes. And that was a choice that I made to be committed to the love of what I was doing, which was serving individuals, which was pouring into individuals, which was sharing my story, not knowing that I was building something so special in those repetitions. I didn't even know what I was doing other than committed to what I said I was going to do from day one. <laughs> I had to just let that simmer for a minute because listen to that. He committed to what he said he was going to do on day one. And you know what I love about this? And we're going to do a little intersectionality here because you might be wondering, like, why is this? And it's funny because I'm reading in my office. I have this, uh, like, armoire thing from Ikea that I store on my product. And there's one of the panels is a mirror. And written on that mirror is inspiring, authentic, giving, fierce mentor. And as I'm saying authentic, I'm reading the word authentic. And I know, listen, it's a buzzword. I get it. Like we talk about authentic. It, we talk about it so much as it really exists, that whole conversation. I, I, like, listen, it exists. If it's a buzzword or not, it's still authentic. It's still a word that's been around before social media, y'all. So it's a word. Use it. Who cares? Understand the intention and the meaning behind it. The point is, are you showing up as yourself for yourself? For those that you're called to help and provide for, family, i.e., family, you know, friends, etc. And are you doing it showing up exactly as you are? You see, with social media and the and the, the invention of the internet and this incredible power to stay so interconnected with each other, which is such a God-given gift, unfortunately, it's also opened us up to a lot of comparison. Now where you only have the people that lived in your community, you compare yourself from people you've never even met that you don't even know their struggle to get to where they got, and yet you're looking at their fancy cars, their big houses, and their amazing lives, and we played this game of comparison, and what happens is we start showing up inauthentically, only showing the beauty of our life throughout social media, and listen, I'm like, <laughs> I'm speaking to the choir here. Like, I know it. I know that I do it myself as well. However, I told you guys I'd tell you guys a story about me being authentic and how it kind of propelled me to the future that I live now. When I first started this journey of transformation, and I've shared 
on this stage about this journey of transformation. I shared that I knew it had to be mind, body, and soul. What I haven't shared yet is that that very first day that I decided I was going to do this, the very first day that I decided I'm committed, I'm done being a father that is not actively participating in his kids' lives, I'm done feeling uncomfortable in my own skin, I'm done looking in the mirror and saying I hate myself, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. That same day, I went to a Publix, I live in Florida, that's a local grocery store up here from the southeast, you might know it favorite grocery store in the whole wide world. At every Publix, there's always a scale. On that day, as I was walking into Publix, on that day when I decided I was done, on that day that I knew I needed to make a change, I did the most authentic thing that I had done in years. I turned on my Facebook Live for the first time ever. At that time, it counted down three, two, one, I had 700 friends on Facebook. I had no Instagram. I had no social media presence. I had no idea what to expect. I pressed play and I walked into Publix, told the world, AKA my 700 friends, my truth, told them that I hated myself, told them that I was tired of looking in the mirror, told them that if I didn't make a change, I didn't know what was gonna happen. And I weighed myself for all to see. And in that moment, unbeknownst to me, began a movement, began a stirring within me that started to ripple. And people started saying, I want to be on this journey with you. I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of living in the shadows. I'm tired of living in embarrassment. I'm ready to let it all hang out. Let the world see me for me as I transform. And I went on a journey that within six months, I lost 84 pounds. And every week throughout that time, every Wednesday, because that day was a Wednesday, I went back to that same Publix. I went back to Facebook Live and I weighed myself every single week so that everyone can be there with me. And let me tell you, there were days of plateau, weeks of plateau. There were weeks of a little bit of gain. There was weeks of feeling horrible and getting on the scale and being embarrassed. I was even on the scale live as a customer starts to make fun of me for weighing my fat you-know-what on Facebook Live. And I was mortified. Like, you see it all. Now, I'm not saying get into, you know, I heard, we hear this constantly, you know, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty. I was ready at that moment. I had dealt with my demons and I was ready to share with the world. I'm not saying, oh, you know, share your open wounds. I'm not saying do that. But sometimes when you're so authentic and so real and so willing to let it all hang out, good, bad, or otherwise, people watch and they start to say, hey, that's me too. Hey, I feel like that too. Hey, I know exactly what he means, what she means, what you mean. You might create a movement that propels you. What I thought ultimately was the brake pedal in my life that would stop me from achieving all that God had for me, my weight, ended up being the gas pedal that propelled me to the future that he had called me to. But it all started with me surrendering to that calling and being willing to be open and honest with those around me, being truly and fully authentically me. And so I want to open up this discussion. And, and Marcus, I want to hand this over to you to, to kind of comment on what I just shared and, and for you to share your you know, understanding and, and belief of authenticity and, and how you utilize it to create your brand. Um, 
but I want people on this stage, people in this audience, you know, raise your hand, start thinking, what is it that you have done that has been authentic, that has propelled you to your calling? Or what are you maybe mulling on, like kind of like chewing on thinking, should I open up? Should I do this? And we can help guide you through that process. Before we get to that, Marcus, share with us, brother, what do you view authenticity? How has it shown up in your life? Man, first of all, kudos to you for even being able to share, for going on that journey. And here's the thing, man. Like, it is a buzzword, but listen, it's real, just like Alexander just said. And when you think about what authenticity truly is at its core, I often tell people the greatest gift you have to offer this world is to be 100% you, who you are. I'm talking about who you are when nobody's looking, who you are in your heart and your soul when you feel free to just speak. To just like, listen, when I open my mic and I share, I am not thinking about you. Uh, I am and I'm not, if that makes sense. And let me explain. I'm not thinking about what you're thinking of me. I'm thinking about the you, the, the serving, the person who needs the words I'm about to say as a lifeline for them to overcome some great struggle they face or maybe facing right now. But there used to be a time when I was deathly afraid to get up on a stage or to speak in front of people. I'm talking five people. I would have a fit. And it wasn't that long ago, and that is because I was thinking, what are they going to think about how I communicate? What are they going to think about what I'm saying, the words I'm saying, how I'm saying it, how I'm looking, when I'm saying it, if how I'm communicating energetically, not energetically. I used to just, that was all going on in my head. And you know what wasn't in my head? Who I was serving and why I was serving them and the message I had to convey. And so when I took the lid off and gave myself the freedom to just be me and say, this is me and this is what I want and this is where I'm going and this is how I'm going to get there. And I started unapologetically going for it. Now I don't even think twice about it. You just get what you get, which is what I have to give. That's all I got to give. Hate it or love it. And that's where I am. That's where I live. That is authenticity at its core. And Alexander, that's exactly what you did when you went to that grocery store and you turned that live stream on. You said, look, this is me. This is where I am. This is how I got here. And this is where I'm going. And I'm unapologetically going to move forward towards that because I can. And that's exactly what you did. And now look at you. And look at all the people you've inspired, including myself, with your journey. And so the question to you guys is, can you do that? Can you just get on camera, on social media, on your business page, on your brand, and just press record and just pour your heart and soul out and just press post? Can you do it? And the, the answer to that question is yes, you can, but are you willing to? Are you willing to put aside how you think others will feel about you? And here's the reality. There are people who will be mean. There are people who will be harsh and cruel. There are people who will judge you. Who cares? They're going to judge you anyway. They don't really care about you or have your back anyway. So what I'm telling you is you got to know who you are, why you are, what you are, what you want. And then give the gift of you to the world because you are the piece to the puzzle that the world is missing. It's you. It's not the world doesn't need another of your favorite person, your favorite influencer, your favorite. It doesn't need them. It needs you and your gift and your quirkiness and your goofiness and your weirdness and whatever else you want to define it as. It needs your uniqueness because that is the greatest gift you have to offer straight up. So hope that answers the question. And I love to hear from these incredible people here and what they got to say. Yes, bro, that was so good. It's so true. Oh, I love all of it. And you know, one of the things, it, for whatever reason, it brought to mind one of my favorite quotes. And because sometimes it is difficult to push that play button. Sometimes it is difficult to be that authentic self. 
But I'll tell you, my it's not my all-time favorite, but one of my favorites, I believe it was Tony Robbins, who said that change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And so sometimes you have to understand that maybe the timing isn't right, but maybe you're sitting in this situation that you're like, this stinks. I'm done with this current situation. I know that I am called by the Almighty for more, and I'm ready to step into that more. And the difficulty that lies ahead to get to that other side is worth it because your current situation hurts so much. You got to get out of it. And that doesn't always mean you know, low finances or, you know, poor health. It could be so many things. The spectrum is wide. And so I want to pass this really quickly to someone who is an exceptional human being in so many ways and has accomplished so many things and has shown up authentically throughout the process. And one thing, that, a little fun fact I just found out about this incredible human is she has been living on the road for the last four years with her family. I mean, I literally, we got to come to Florida and let's have some lunch because I need to hear all about this. But Susie, talk to me. What does authenticity mean to you and how does it show up in your branding? Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts and thank you for those kind words. This is what's been running through my head. I am brave. I am bruised. I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. And when you look at the word authenticity, the word root is author. And when we talk about authoring our story and inviting people into that moment that we are co-creating with our creator, where we are willing to be brave and bruised and say to people, this is me. This is me in the midst of, like you mentioned, my husband and I have been living on the road for four years together and people were like, I can't live with him for five minutes. What do you mean four years? Before we had to be together, we chose to be together. You know, I think this idea of authenticity is about authoring our life in a way that allows people to, to watch, to, co to watch us co-create with the one who made us. To, and that's what you did, Alexander. I, I just, when you were talking about walking to the um, Publix, I just kept thinking, that song just kept running through my head and running through my head. And there's a second verse that talks about another round of bullets hits my skin. But, I, I, but today, um, I won't let the shame sink in. And so I just, uh, you know, I think there's such a power in our willingness to show up. And for me, part of people who know me, I, I've been um, on a journey. People are friends with us to beat the odds because we've been through a lot. We've had a house fire. We've lost a child. My dad died young from medical malpractice. A drunk driver ran a red light and hit me. We have um, harm in our life, and we just keep getting up over and over again. And what I have found in how I show up in my brand is that's where people resonate. When people can lean into the Me Too, Susie, and not in the Me I mean, I'm part of the Me Too, Susie. I had um, a trigger warning. Abuse is part of my story. It's part of what drove me to be in a position to help people. But this idea of, gosh, she gets it. You know, I remember speaking one time and um, years ago, and I said, I'm going to be really honest, but I'm standing in front of this large audience. And I said, the other day I woke up and my first thought was, oh, crap, it's morning. Like, can't the night last longer? Because if I'm asleep, I don't have to feel, I don't have to feel the weight of what I'm going through in this place of sorrow and struggle and grief. And, and as we're coming up on 9-11, I think we're dealing with a, a a corporate uh, a grief as we're dealing with Afghanistan and the and the virus and, and where our country is and, and where the world is there is a a grief that is too difficult to name to quote Hamilton there's a grief a suffering 
too difficult to name. And, and, and I remember waking up and thinking, oh, crap, it's morning. And then my second thought was, okay, Jesus, help me. Help me get out of bed. Because I knew I had two little girls downstairs who needed breakfast. And our, and our son, three kids, actually, at that point in time. But help me get out of bed. Help me, help me make my bed. Help me go to the door, go downstairs, make some, some breakfast. Help me take the next step, do the next thing. Because if I live in how I feel, I don't want to author anything. But if I live in what you've called me to, I can author breakfast. I can author a mom showing up and loving on her kids because I love my kids. You know, I can author this next moment. And we were going through some really profound, unlike that third degree burn victim, the air hurts. It hurts to breathe. If you've been in a place where it hurts to be awake because your soul is raw, you know what I'm talking about. And so in those moments, what, what authenticity is, I'm listening to you, Alexandra, and I'm listening to Marcus, and I'm thinking, what can I add to these two powerful men who, who bared their soul and, and shared? I'm like, I, I want to add that authenticity is about authoring and allowing others to be part of our authoring because we're all becoming. We're all in the process of figuring out what it means to be and become the best version of ourselves. And so there's much more to that story, and I'll probably do it on a Thursday night segment at some point. But what I, I want to I uh, honor the time and just say, you know what, folks? Everyone is struggling. Everyone has pain that they may not be talking about. But if you are willing to show up and share a little of yours, there will be someone that says, I am brave. I am bruised. This is who I meant to be. This is me. And I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to watch you be brave and bold and, and, and creep out of that bed because you have the power of, of the divine within you to do the next thing and to invite people into the journey. Those are the posts that people resonate with the most. So that's my short share for tonight, and thank you for allowing me to be part of this conversation. Wow. <laughs> wow. Susie, that was, an inc- that was a sermon. That was, I don't know, that was... Well, I'm really hoping to preach someday at Club 111 if Glenn ever hears me. That's my hope. Well, there you go. I mean, I felt it because, and Marcus, I definitely want you to chime in too. I want you as a co-host. I know I commandeer the microphone, so I apologize. But Lord Almighty, authoring, like, and I love that you pulled out that word from authentic and authenticity. How powerful is that? And I just loved everything that you said. You, if you, that part when you said about the feel versus doing what you're called, that was like, boom, that hit me. Marcus, brother, chime in here. Man, I feel the same way. I mean, every time Susie speaks, she's a wealth of wisdom, a wealth of heart. And I, I think she epitomizes exactly what we're talking about. I've heard your heart again and 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 again, which is that consistency. And to know that you have the power to create, you have the power. And I think that's something that people don't look at. We often give away that power to someone else. We give it away to those who think, who perceive who we're supposed to be. And we show up in spaces and we go in and like, okay, instead of me authoring or creating, what I want based on who I am and what I feel, we go in and become what they expect us to be, although we're dying on the inside. And I know there's a lots of people who are in corporate spaces who do this every single day. And they go in and they play a role as a character because they, they pitch themselves as something other than what they were. And now you got to live up to this image you pitched yourself as. And that's a tiring life to live. That is a recipe for a breakdown if I've ever seen one. And I don't want that for you. I want you to live with the freedom of being able to walk in who you are. And we're talking about your personal brand. Like, listen, <laughs> whatever you uh, put out there, you got to sustain that. 
So if you put out this image of this perfection and all of this, then that's just going to become the weight of the world on your shoulders one day down the road because you got to live up to it. So realize every single day you wake up, you're authoring the life that you want to live and your brand, how you present yourself and what you got to live up to. So the easiest thing to do is be you because you can straight up. I love it. I'm going to reset the room really quickly and remind the audience and those that just came in what the conversation that we are having this segment is. But guys, you are here at Breakfast with Champions, and this is Tuesday, Tactical Growth and Branding Tuesday. You guys already know what to do. You know the greenhouse. Become a member of the club. Also, you see that on the bottom right-hand side, that plus sign. Let's go ahead and invite some people into this room. Share the knowledge that's being shared. Because I'm telling you what, between what Susie's dropping, what Marcus is dropping, we got, we dropping gems up in here. So make sure that we're not selfish and we are sharing the love. And also, guys, if you're loving this content, you're loving what you're hearing, listen, we are celebrating Rise and Grind's 1,000th episode in Lexington, Kentucky, November 5th through 7th at Grow Your Business for God's Sake Conference. You're going to see Glenn Lundy. You're going to see Tim Story. You're going to see Amelia, some powerful house, uh, some powerful speakers left and right. I'm also going to be speaking, so I'm really excited about that. So I want to see y'all there. Y'all be praying for me. Thank God I have Marcus Black in my corner. And so, guys, if you want more information about that, make sure that you go to growyourbusiness.com so you can get all the information. And if you're loving this content, go ahead and take a screenshot. Tag the Breakfast with Champions, the at Breakfast with Champions on Instagram, and also use the hashtag, hashtag Breakfast with Champions. So we can see what you guys are posting. All right, guys, we are talking since today is Tactical Growth and Branding Tuesday. We are specifically talking about authenticity in branding. We're discussing what authenticity means for us. We understand it's a buzzword. We're getting over that fact. We're talking about what authenticity is. And then we're talking about how it plays a part either in the branding that you currently have or maybe branding you've worked with. Now, I have a friend that's here who is a branding guru, someone that is literally, literally, literally been slaying this game. Before she went into PR, she was a branding specialist. And so she can speak a lot about this. And also, her story is one with some you know, twists and turns in it, some unexpected things. And she's authentically shared her truth with people and has been able to shine brightly because of that. So Miss Jackie, if you're here with me, flash your mic at me. I should ask, of course, I know if I see your face, you're in this place. Like Marcus Black always says, sister from another mister, talk to me. And let me just tell you guys something about Jackie. When I had COVID last month, she ordered food for my entire family and had it sent to our house so my wife didn't have to cook another a day because dealing with the two kids i was self-isolated because we had not been around when i contracted so she had the rest of the house i had the master bedroom and my wife was probably about to pull her hair out and jackie came through and authentically out of the love of her heart bought our entire family dinner, and I'll never, ever, ever forget that. So I just had to throw that in, friend. You're incredible. But talk to you about authenticity and authenticity and branding. Oh, my goodness. Can I just <laughs> say I forgot that I did that because I actually did it 
from my heart without any expectation. <laughs> I actually forgot that that happened. But yes, oh my goodness. Um, so I love this topic. And this is why I became a branding strategist. Because when I started my podcast, and, and that's how I started in branding, I, I saw what was happening with my podcast, the results I was getting with my authenticity. And the number one thing when it comes to branding, and we always say this before you go into the colors and all those things, how can you go into the colors? How can you go into the logo? If you don't know what your brand message or the psychology behind your brand is, right? Because the colors have a psychology to them. But here's the thing. And, and this is something I learned from Gerard Adams, who was my mentor before I began, is something called taking off the mask, right? And when we take off the mask, that means the mask that you have shown the world in order to maybe fit into more conversations, maybe because it's conditioning, right? Programming, everything you've learned from family and upbringing, friends, school, right? We're all in these ongoing um, situa social situations, and we try to become like that. And should there become a moment that we want different, right? Maybe we went through something and we had a realization about that specific thing in our lives. And now we feel very comfortable and called to step into that. How do we step into that if we're still part of this social setting, this family, this, these friends that we've known for so long, right? So when you take off that mask and you get really honest with yourself, because here's the thing, and I just had this conversation a few weeks ago with a coach who's a spiritual coach, and he said, I just got comfortable having these spiritual conversations, right? So whether you're someone who in your brand, you talk about spirituality or religion or dating, or maybe it's cartoons, you know, Gary Vee always says there's so many people, they, they like uh, superheroes and they sell superheroes, right? You could do anything you want as long as you're authentic to yourself and it comes with that passion because, I, you know, you guys know. No, I talk about manifestation a lot, and that's part of my brand, but that's because it's authentic to me, not because the term manifestation is cool, right? So if your passion comes with fuel and authenticity, that becomes your brand. And then your brand can go into the colors, into the logo, and then it has a flow to it. And then when people see those colors or that logo, the most important thing that they see is you right? They see you and they feel you. Flash your mics if you've ever seen someone and you could feel they were off brand because something was off within themselves. It was in themselves, right? It was in them that was off. It wasn't their brand color. It wasn't their logo. It was them. So when it comes to branding, authenticity, taking off the mask that the world has had you put on for comfort is the first step you need to take. And with that, I'm Jackie and I'm done speaking. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Marcus, you go, bro. You girl, I know that's your girl too. Yo, Jackie, how you just gonna come in? That's how you feel? That's what you gonna do? <laughs> she, I'll say she always does that, guys. And she's so... Like, here's the thing. We all know and we hear these voices on this app and we hear these influences and these things. And you wonder, like, man, we're talking about authenticity, but how do we know any of this is real? Well, that is a human being that I had an opportunity to spend half a day with in New York. And she was kind enough. Well, number one, she's my publicist. So there's that. Hey, friend. But also, 
She's a, a real person. And when she picked me up, she was beyond kind. She went out of her way, drove me into the city for an event I had to speak at. And we had a chance to have lunch and connect. And she is the same person, the same genuine, compassionate, caring, loving, empathetic individual in person. So this is not an act. So we talk about taking the mask off. We were able to share and connect on some real things. I'm talking about the stuff people don't talk about. Why? Why don't people talk about it? Because you've been conditioned to think you got to present everything as perfection, yourself as perfect, your brand as perfect, or you will lose credibility. That's what you've been taught. But somebody lied to you because you can build real deep relationships with real human beings and make a real difference in the hearts and lives of people by building a conscious coalition of individuals who aren't afraid to show what's real so that we can make a real difference. And Jackie, you are the definition of it. Thank you for sharing that. She is a person who lives without the mask on, and she's, she walks that example valiantly, and I'm grateful to know you, friend. Oh, I love you guys so much. Thank you, Marcus and Alexander. You both are also that, and that's why we attract each other, right? So, And, and that's another thing with branding. You guys, you will attract your soulmate clients when your soul, your authentic soul shines through. So thank you guys so much for that. Are you saying I'm one of those? You're one of my soulmates, yes. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there, man. I feel proud in this very moment. Feel it, feel it. I'm here for it. I love that so much. So, Marcus, this is what I'm thinking. And Jackie and Susie, since you guys shared so eloquently, I'd love for the four of us to kind of maybe help each other in this. But I want to open it up to some questions. Maybe someone can share how they're showing up every day authentically in their brand or in their life. Or maybe they can ask a question of a way that they could show up authentically in their brand and their life, and they're maybe not a uh, quite there yet or need some advice. How does that sound, Marcus? You, you, are you ladies willing to help? Flash your mics at me if you're here. Susie, Marcus, I get you. I see you, Jackie. Yes. Okay, cool. You guys are amazing. Love you. Can't wait. So if you are in the audience and you, okay, Manuela, I see you flashing your mic. I'm excited. If you're in the audience and you would like to ask a question, okay, king and honor or share how you're showing up authentically. I see you three first. So we'll go Manuela, go ahead. And then we'll go to king and then we'll go to miss honor. So, Manu oh, I think we lost Manuela. Okay. I think, I think I saw her disappear just now. Manuela, yeah. All right, I'm gonna go to uh, King. Since it's you and Honor, I'm gonna go to Miss Honor. Ladies first, if you don't mind, Brother Flash or Mike at me. Yes, I know he's always the gentleman. Miss Honor Garrett, go ahead, friend. Uh, well, thank you for being um, such a gentleman. Um, Alexander, thank you. And um, really, I just had a question because you know, I'm a health, life, and mindset coach and I've been doing this for a few years. And I have to admit, I mean, totally authentic um, and out there. It's been a struggle to figure out how to show up online because everybody, you see all of these people um, just showing these gorgeous pictures and they look great. And I, I grew up in the South, so you always were supposed to look put together. And that's how you were groomed and how you grew up. But I truly believe in my soul that you know, you can only help people to the extent of what you've been through. So we need to be authentic. We need to be able to have people see us as we really are. And I got to be completely honest with everyone. I rarely wear makeup. I'm always in workout clothes. So what's, what's the balance between showing up and looking a little bit professional, obviously, 
but then also those times where, you know what, most of the days I'm in, I'm in workout gear and my hair's pulled up. Like, and, and I want about, I don't know if I'm being authentic, if I do one or the other, or can I do both? And so that was my question for you guys. I love hey, the Alexander. question. And, and yes, Ramon, are you going to, do you want to? I just wanted to ask a follow-up. May I do that? A follow-up for 10 seconds? Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. The profile picture we see, is that what she means by just regular? Because if she means that, that's fabulous. That's all I wanted to ask. Is that profile <laughs> picture just her regular? Um, that, um, that isn't in my workout clothes. That is right before I was getting ready to record my podcast. So I did have a little bit of makeup on. So, um, no, that would actually be showered. <laughs> Back to you, Alexander. Back to you, Alexander. Thank you. Back to you. <laughs> no, I love the question. And I have to just take a moment to say this because if you guys know me, one of the rooms that, that Jackie and I used to host regularly and used to go viral and do really well was clubhouse etiquette. <laughs> and the, one of the biggest tips we always give is ask a question that helps a multitude of people. And this is such an excellent question, friend. So thank you so much for asking it. I, I'm going to defer in this moment. Jackie, are you here? Flash your mic at me. I'm going to defer to you, friend, since I feel like you would have more experiences with wearing makeup and all that stuff. But I will say this. I have I, I coach people who are on my team, and one of the things that we use is social media as a tool uh, to grow the business. And um, we had a, a very, very beautiful, well-put-together young lady that is on our team. She's actually my most successful team. She's stellar. Um, she would get frustrated because maybe I'd get more engagement or more views on my Facebook Lives, my AG Lives, blah, blah, blah. And so we tested something and I said, okay, listen, every time you go live, you're poised, you're perfect in your, you know, $300 leggings and your top and your hair, it's just everything, your makeup, everything looks perfect. She has really beautiful curly hair, but she always gets it blown out. I was like, I want you to wash your hair, leave it curly, no makeup, put your glasses on, no contacts, show in what you would be wearing at home comfor comfortably and go live. That is still to this day, her most effective live the analytics were bananas on that live because everyone was like oh my gosh that's what that's and she's stunning either way either way stunning but that felt so real and connected people can connect to her more so than this poised you know young lady you know driving a tesla and living this you know except exceptional life which has gained her a lot of followers but it wasn't necessarily gaining her a lot of fans and I think that when she showed up authentically that moment, that was something that made the shift. So that's, I just wanted to share that anecdotal story, but uh, Jackie, go ahead and, and, and kind of help our sister out here. I felt like I was just a horse about wanting to run a race. I was like waiting to unmute. So here's the thing with this, right? This it comes down to confidence, not so much authenticity, right? If you are confident in looking a certain way and you're presentable, you're not drunk, you're not, you know, like you're actually poised, you're, you know, it doesn't matter if you have makeup, if your hair's up or it's down, this is confidence. Again, at the end of the day, your brand, your authentic, you, when you are authentically yourself, you're confident in yourself. 
And then your confidence is what shines through. It's what sells, right? So if you feel in that moment, and this is where it's authentic, this is how to be authentic every single day. We don't, authenticity is not, we just do it one time and oh, we're authentic. Authenticity is a choice you make every single day. If you wake up that day and you authentically feel you want to put your hair down because in that day, that's authentically who you are in your confidence, then you have to follow that feeling because that's the authenticity for the day, right? And that's the thing. That's how we answer our calling day by day. That's the process. So I would just say, feel what you feel when you, that day, right? Feel what you're confident. Where are you going to feel more confident with your hair up, with your makeup on, with your makeup off? There are days I feel great with my makeup on. And then there are days I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to wear any makeup. And I feel even more confident with it off. But that's real authenticity, taking it day by day and feeling what you feel in the moment because every single day you know feelings change we're humans right we're humans so i would just say feel your confidence level that is your authenticity so that's really what i have to say about that alexander this is susie can i add something please susie come on I, I think what Jackie said is so important and it goes back to what I said about authoring and so I'm going down here make sure I get her name right um, honor when you show up in all the different ways you show up I think when you name it for your audience and you let them know this is who you are and this is why you're doing it then it invites them to be part of the journey with you and, and I don't know if you're in the room when I said that author authenticity has the root of author in it and so you're authoring the story and, and what Jackie said, you know, today I feel confident. I'm like, I am rocking a messy bun and my leggings and, and I'm rocking, you know, no makeup. And I'm really feeling great about it because this is why. And I invite you to feel great in these moments. Or today I'm going to go present and I know that I have to live into a certain uh, presentation uh, uh, physicality that's just going to make the people more comfortable. And so today I'm rocking a little bit different. And here's why. And you're involved in the conversation and the story around your branding so that people can understand that this is what's happening for you. And you give them that, that same thing that Alexander said when he was walking down to weigh himself, that peek into the behind the scenes of how your mind works to make the decisions. Because people are so caught in the uncertainty. People are caught in the what's the right thing to do, what's the wrong thing to do. And oftentimes it's situational and, and both can be okay. When we were speaking at Breakfast with Champions, there was this whole back chat about what are you wearing and what's business casual and how are you interpreting that? And it was so funny because there was, you know, one for one person, they're like, my brand is jeans, high heels. This was Molly Dare. And she's like, jeans, a great shirt, an incredible, like she had this cape jacket and high heels. And that's my brand. And people are going to expect that for me. If I show up in a suit, it won't be me. You know, and so, and, and then there was Dominique who showed up like a beauty queen, of course. And so the idea is, and there was somebody who showed up in leggings and I love this person. I was like, that is so your brand. And so when you talk about who you are in the moment and the consistency of the why will come out and the what might look different, but you're telling them a story and you're taking them on a journey with you of why you're showing up the way you are in each particular moment. And so, I mean, I think there's a place for professionalism where we have to, we have to own up to that. Hey, Alex. Dude, can I weigh in on this because of a conversation I heard this morning with Les Brown and uh, Brian Tracy? Jude, you may always weigh <laughs> in, my friend. You may always Jude, weigh in. bring it, Jude. Hey, I'm so glad to see you back, Susie. And uh, I wanted to, and Alex, I had to be here when you pinged me in to support your show tonight. So I'm so glad I'm with you, your segment. Uh, and, and Susie, glad to see you back on Clubhouse. Here's Thank you, friend.
You know, um, Brian Tracy and Les Brown were talking today, and it was really interesting because I've met them both, and true to their word, they always talk about wearing their Navy power suit, white shirt, and red ties on stage. Now, granted, that's, that's professional. That's their professional look. It's also the politician's professional look. But here's what I want to say about clothing and confidence. Um, and, and this is coming back, everybody. So, you know, wear your tights, wear everything. I wear them, too. But here's what's coming back. And it started in the Wall Street Journal and New York Times back when we were not out yet because of COVID, that we were still staying pretty close to home. And they talked about people dressing up at home because they felt more confident. Now, that may not be your confidence. So let's just stop there for a second. Because I, too, can I have put on a pair of blue jeans and an untucked silk blouse, high heels, and have a ton of compliments. But I do think that that the confident you comes out of, and I know this is going to, people are going to cringe when I say this. If you are taking care of your mind, body, and spirit, and I am so much more confident when I am really well rested, focused in the moment, not distracted by anything else. And I do feel better when I look good. So even though I may be in a pair of jeans and a silk blouse and a pair of high heels, I feel so confident within. If I'm tired and I've got distractions and I'm not rested, I don't feel as confident. And so it goes both sides. You know, people say, well, this is the authentic me. Well, Steve Jobs was the authentic him in his black, you know, his jeans and his black mock turtle. That was his brand. So it depends on what your brand is, but it comes down to confidence inside and know your audience. And that's what dressed up or not dressed up or how you dress authentic to your brand. It's just know your audience. And that's it from Jude. Yes, Jude. I love that. That was so powerful. Honor, do you feel like you were served today? Do you feel like your question was answered? Absolutely. Thank you so much. And it, it makes me realize that I probably missed an opportunity today because um, I'm a health coach and I had my colonoscopy and I was going to actually film going through that because I think it's really important for people to take care of their health. And I missed that opportunity because I was too self-conscious. So I think I'm going to meditate and, and really fill myself up before I do some things that are going to take a little courage, but it's going to help the people I serve. Oh, Honor, you could actually, along, you could tell that story. What yeah, you did, along, sorry, Jude. Oh, go ahead, you go first and then I'll... I just want to say, along that line, Honor, I, I don't know whether you saw this or not, but Farrah Fawcett and I, I know... Hey, Jude, Jude you're somehow Jude? muted. Yeah, you're somehow muted, Jude. She, she, when, I was talking about Farrah Fawcett. Thanks, uh, thanks, Alex. I, I, I muted myself so Susie could go. Uh, but Honor, when, when Farrah Fawcett this brilliant actress, and, and I really paid attention to this. We'd met early on in, in both of our careers. And, and when she was dying of rectal cancer, she, she did a documentary and videotaped all of her journey, and including her treatment and, and her exams and, and losing her hair, everything. And I must tell you, it was probably the best work that Farrah Fawcett ever did because she helped so many people talking about getting exams and taking care of themselves and prevention and all of the rest of it. And when people saw someone who was glamorous, you know, that, that world-famous Farrah Fawcett would allow herself to be taped in those situations, it was pretty 
miraculous. And so I don't know if that helps you when you think you want to do this. And I'm not trying to encourage you one way or the other, because only you will know. But I do think when you're serving, once again, an audience messages that's that's really, you know, bigger than our own messages, it's it's beautiful. So I just wanted to add that. And I Thank just you. want to piggyback on what Jude said for you, Honor. And, and Jude, what a powerful thing of a, a reminder of Farrah Fawcett. And you mentioned, Honor, you said, I missed the opportunity. And I want to say no. You missed the opportunity in that moment. But your opportunity to share the the exact moment versus what happened in this moment is still here. And so often if we don't, and I'm so guilty of this, so I'm, I'm the pot calling the kettle, please hear me here. It's the idea of you going live and going, you know what? I didn't share this because of this, this, and this. And I guarantee you people are like me either. I wasn't sure. And you could even reference Jude and go, and I was encouraged in this room where I realized that Farrah Fawcett did this. So next time I'm gonna go when I don't feel as, as put together, whatever. But I think we tell ourselves the story that we missed the moment and so we don't seize the opportunity of this current moment. And, and we don't seize the opportunity of saying, okay, how do I, how do I redeem what I, what I did? And, and it's okay. It's okay that you didn't feel capable of sharing or open to sharing. That's okay. That's the story that you were authoring at the time. And it, pro it may have been what was best for you. Sometimes we need to have that privacy and that's okay. We don't have to let everything out. Authenticity, again, is about being real in the moment. And I think you could say right now is, hey, I've had some reflection. And maybe next time I'll do that. Maybe not. But let me tell you what it was like in retrospect. Let me be here present for you now in this moment and bring power to this moment and bring honor as a person to this moment. And maybe people will resonate with you as opposed to telling yourself the story that you missed the opportunity to share something powerful. So I just wanted to add that to encourage you. This is Susie. My God, that. Susie. I'm My like job. literally like, wow. <laughs> like, holy cow. Honor, listen, I am so freaking excited for you because if you take... Susie's incredible advice right now and tell the story in retrospect and not think of it as a missed opportunity, but think of this as a missed opportunity, your chance to actually go and share it. And then you do name Jop Jude, who, by the way, has interviewed people like Oprah Winfrey, Tom Cruise, Regis Philbin. We just heard she's friends with or was friends with Farrah Fawcett. Like, what an incredible story to tell that maybe you didn't have the chutzpah, if you will, at first to document this journey, but you shared it with all of us here, all 100 plus people in this room that you went and had you know, a colonoscopy today because it matters to you to take care of your health from the inside out. And it matters to you that people around you, your audience does the same. And I love that. Forgot to, you forgot to add to that list. Alexander Gonzalez to my high profile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and your amazing and your amazing transformation on my segment at 11, 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Transformational Thursdays. I was able to interview and he modded with me our very first debut and Breakfast with Champions segment. So please add that name to your roster that you're reading off. Okay. <laughs> Take care. Take I just want to say you. what a blessing. You're awesome. Done. Thank you so much. What a blessing. I I appreciate. All of you, and I will take what you said, Jude and Susie and everyone. I, I really appreciate it. You got this honor. I believe in you. We believe in you collectively. And you know what? How beautifully are you named? And I think that you are appropriately named because I feel that you really stand in honor, and I feel that from you, friends. So you seem like you're just an incredible soul. I'm excited to see. Come back and let us know how it works. Let us know how 
this went, you know, open that dialogue of conversation because we definitely want to get to know you more. Now, I did promise my brother King that I would pass him the mic. We have six minutes left. King brother, come talk to me uh, about authenticity and how it shows up in your brand. For sure, bro. But I got to start off with my new slogan. I'm the best. I'm the best motivational speaker in the world. And the reason why I say that to myself is because when was the last time you even spoke to yourself like that? Because if there's life and death in the power of the tongue, what do we, what, 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 do, what are we saying to ourselves? When was the last time you woke up and just said, I'm the best? Now, if that makes somebody feel some type of way because I said, I'm the best, then you might want to go look in the mirror and just have a conversation with you. Because me being the best version of me has nothing to do with you being the best version of yourself. And it's not disrespectful to anybody else who does motivational speaking. It's just how I see myself and how I'm walking into what God called me to be. But in order to become the best, you got to go through the fire. In order for a coal to become a diamond, it has to be put in the fire. So this is what I mean by that. I lied to my son. My son lives in South Carolina. And I was Skyping my son. And I said, son, daddy's going to go to California and I'm going to be the greatest actor ever. And I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to get you here as soon as possible. Then I found myself on Xbox. I found myself hanging out with my boys. I found myself, I was still booking jobs, but I found myself not giving it my best. And then my son said, hey, daddy, when am I coming? Hey, daddy, you got everything set up? And then I had to look at my actions. I had to look at what I was doing. I had to go really look in the mirror. And that's where I got this whole slogan from. I really had to go have a real conversation about, King, what in the hell are you doing? And then I had to go back to my son. And I was in tears. And I had to apologize to him. And I said, you know what, Kingy? I'm sorry, son. He was like, what you talking about, Dad? What's, what's, what's wrong? Why are you crying? I was like, nah, son, I just, I just need you to listen. I just, just be quiet for Daddy for just a couple of seconds. I really, really need you to hear me. He was like, okay, Dad, okay. I said, I'm a liar. Dad, no, not you. You're not a liar. You're my dad. You don't lie. What are you talking about? I said, I'm sorry, son. I lied to you. You lied to me, Dad. Why would you lie to me? I said, because I told you that I was going to go out here and I was going to give it my all. And the truth is, son, Dad has spent more time on Xbox than I did on my lines. Dad has hung out with his friends more times than what I was supposed to be doing in my schoolwork. Now, mind you, I still had a 3.5, but that wasn't my all. And I told my son that I was going to give it my all so he could be with me. But guess what? My son ain't with me. And every day that I wake up that he doesn't wake up next to me, I have to go kill my ego and realize that I haven't done everything that I needed to do because then the truth is, if I really did, that reality would look differently. And until I make that reality the truth, then I need to continue to kill my own ego so I can die every day daily to become everything that I am now. So that one day, that, that, one, that, that one day when I told my son that he would be with me, it would no longer be a lie. Because until then, I'm in preparation for it to happen. But until I get up and put in the work daily, until I become everything that I'm supposed to become, until I become the best, then I'm not everything that I'm most called to be because every day that you wake up, you're supposed to be the best version of yourself. You owe it to the day. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your purpose. You owe it to God. You owe it to that person in the mirror. You owe it to the person that you promised everything that you said you was going to be, whether it's your five-year-old self. You owe it to you. 
to become everything that you're supposed to be. And matter of fact, I'm going to tell y'all one bigger secret. You'd owe it to everybody who's waiting on you to be that version of yourself. Because your talent wasn't just meant for you. Your talent was meant to be a lighthouse for all the lost boats at sea. But the question is, are you letting your light shine to the fullest capability? And you just don't let your light shine when you're on the top. You got to let your light shine when you're at your lowest. You got to let your light shine when you go to a store and you got to get on a scale and you're on Facebook Live. You got to light your, let your light shine when you're doing your motivational speeches and you're going across the world and you're only getting 10 views. Can you be the same person in front of a one, in front of a one crowd than a million people? people who are you is there a consistency in who you're called to be because only until you get the consistency and the authenticity to be honest with yourself you can never become the best and right now i can say i'm the best motivational speaker in the world and i can mean that from the bottom of my heart because i can do it right now in front of nobody and i can do the same thing in front of everybody my sister's like yo we can hear you walking we can hear you pacing i said you know why you can hear me walking and you can hear me pacing in my living room sister because i'm practicing walking in front of a million people now and when i'm done with this speech i'm going to a parking lot and i'm gonna go do security you know, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go drive Uber. I'm going to go do everything that I need to do so I can become what I become. Because guess what? This is the preparation. And in the preparation is where you find yourself being the best. It's not the destination. It's the journey. Can you be the best in the daily journey of who you're called to be? This is King Jacquel Martin. Look in the mirror. Every single time that's not, that man gets the mic. Holy cow. I love that so much. And you know what, brother? I just want to say, first and foremost, I appreciate you authentically saying in front of all of us that you haven't made your promise to your son come to fruition. And one thing that I, I believe big time is when you bring it to the audience like that, when you bring it out in the light, when you take it out of the darkness and share it for the world to see, it no longer has power over you. The negativity no longer chains you to the past, but rather frees you to be able to step into your greatness. And, you know, I changed my Instagram name to Alexander the Great Gonzalez. And when I did that, I was very self-conscious. I was like, gosh, everyone's going to judge me. Everyone's going to think I'm conceited. Like, if you know my heart, that's not who I am. Why should I do it? Like, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I did what almost what Marcus said in the very beginning. I just hit post, but it's not post. I hit save or whatever the button is to change it and make it official. And the feedback that I have gotten of, for standing into my greatness and saying that I am this, I am Alexander the Great, and I step into my greatness every single day. And not only that, I see your greatness, and I help you step into that greatness. And I continue saying that over myself, and people continue to affirm it into my life every single day with God's help. I step more and more into that. I get more and more into my greatness. I really become Alexander the Great Gonzalez. I conquer things that I never thought I could be conquered. I save nations. I have a ripple effect that literally touches not just thousands, not hundreds of thousands, but millions of lives. Now, not all of that has come to fruition, but I already speak it into existence because I know that as I speak it, so it becomes. And I then I fight like hell to make sure that it happens because guess what, y'all? I already told you. If I have a hundred whatever people who know what I'm meant to be doing and I'm not doing it, now I have a hundred some odd people that are able to keep me accountable. A somewhat a number and, and all of y'all won't. All of y'all just let me fall in my complacency, just like you fall into your complacency. 
And no judgment, we all do it, we all go through seasons. But I know that I have surrounded myself with people both in real life and friendships that I've made here on Clubhouse that have become real life friendships. But I can tell you this, when rooms are opened up in Clubhouse and they're talking about drama, I don't know about no drama. When rooms are opened up about people stabbing each other in the back, I don't know about nothing like that. Because the people I surround myself with on Clubhouse, the people I surround myself with in real life, lift me up every single day just as I lift them up. They see my greatness in me and they amplify that greatness by pointing it out and most importantly, by stepping into their own greatness and working in their genius and doing what God has called them to do. I don't surround myself with cows that sit around eating in their own muck, eating grass and gossiping about each other. I surround myself with rhinos who charge and don't stop charging until they've made impact. And so Marcus pointed this out very clearly early on when he talked about the people he surrounded himself with. Notice that when speaking about authoring, to use Susie's terms, I love it so much, authoring his own life, authoring his story, it started with figuring out that passion, the mission that God has put into your life, and then surround yourself with people that elevate you so much that you actually will bring to fruition that calling. We often hear that a rising tide raises all boats, and I say this all the time, almost every day of my life. It'll only raise the boat if you put your boat in the water. So are you showing up authentically for yourself? Are you showing up authentically for those that God has put into your charge? Are you showing up authentically for your audience? Are you showing up authentically for the people, for your clients? Are you showing up authentically for the people who trust you enough to transfer the energy of money between them to you for a service or a product? Or are you failing them and failing yourself because maybe you just don't feel like it? Or maybe it hurts and it feels uncomfortable, or maybe it's still an open wound and hasn't scarred over, well, then are you doing the work to heal the wound? Because at the end of the day, in my affirmation, in my opinion, as Alexander the Great Gonzalez, the best thing I ever did for myself was decide that I was going to step into my authenticity every single day, that I was going to show the world who I was as I am, flaws and all, good, bad, and otherwise, and they're going to love me for me, and my tribe will be attracted to that, and those that I don't have any business being with will be repelled, and I'm okay with that. Marcus, I turn it over to you for la for closing thoughts. Uh, boom. Bro, how am I supposed to speak after that? Shoot. Yeah. Golly. Incredible. Boom, mic drop. I know, right? Boom. I really nothing else that needs to be said, family. But I, I appreciate what you dropped, and I appreciate the way you dropped it. And listen, guys, just like Alexander said, first of all, kudos to you for hosting this. I'm going to say it one more time. Can I say it again? I'm going to say it again anyway. I don't care if you want me to or not. Somebody get this man a contract. And I'm going to say it every time I get the mic and I share space with him because he literally is incredible at what he does. And I don't have any qualms or problem giving somebody love when they deserve it because he worked for it. But what I'm saying is this. Listen, guys. <laughs> Woo! When you think about the relationships you have, they always say your vibe attracts your tribe, right? So when we're talking about this whole authenticity conversation, you can worry about how to present yourself online and if your people are going to like this or what if it's not professional enough. Listen, man, I'm me being me. That's what you're going to get from me. 
hate it or love it, I don't care. Because you can attract, you can go out of your way to be something you're not to attract people who aren't really the type of people you want to attract anyway. And when you do that, now you're stuck in this box having to perform for those people. You become a circus puppet. Yeah, I said what I said. Or you can choose to show up in your heart and your authenticity and your passion, and it might be a slower trajectory to the top, but you will begin to slowly see people matriculate into your platform that look like you, that think like you, that sound like you, that care like you, that move the way that you move, and those become your people, and it doesn't even require effort because those are the type of people you want to be around to begin with. And that's everybody in my close circle. Like, I think about who I am and how I become, and, and I just am so honored and elated to be here. So what I'll tell you, man, listen, at the end of the day, like, I'm a huge Hamilton fan, and I was just thinking about this. And it's like, listen, we don't get a say-so in who, like, <laughs> I think about history has its eyes on you. And I think about, listen, one day your story will be told. And you have no control over who, who tells the story. You don't have control over that. So your job is to live right now as if, we, if no words were needed and they could see your life. If they can see your social media and never meet me, you should know who I am at my core and what I care about and what I value just based off looking at that. That should tell you who I am. And if I can't go to your social media or how you're showing up in your brand and I don't know who you are, then that's a problem. Or if I'm led to an assumption of who you are that really isn't or doesn't represent who you are, then that's a problem. So what I'm telling you is rectify that and fix it to where when, when I don't know who you are, but I see your brand, I know exactly who you are based on what you care about, based on how you show up, because future generations will know that as well, including your great-great-grandchildren who you might never meet. I hope, you, I hope you do, but you may not. So if you don't, they should still be able to know who you are based on the way you created your brand. So that being said, I just want to say I love you. I appreciate you. Listen, your uniqueness is the greatest gift you have to offer this world. So offer it, live it, own it, be it, walk in it because you can. Straight up. Back to you, fam. Yes, I love it. Jackie, Susie, would either of you like to say any closing comments before we close? Flash your mic at me. King Jaquel, honor. Thank you, sir. Thank you guys so much for all that you shared with us today. I appreciate you beyond. Guys, this has been an awesome segment. Yes, I have. Okay, I see you guys. Go ahead, Jackie, and then you, Susie. I'll let you guys give a closing argument. Uh, Closing argument. I've done that too. I've done that too. I just wanted to say to everyone who is trying to find their authenticity to let go of the fear. And what I want to say to you is if you're afraid to step into your authentic self, I'm going to ask you this. Imagine your life a year from now if nothing changes. Two years from now, nothing changes. Are you more afraid of staying the same or stepping into your authenticity, into your power. Because that's what really gave me the push. When I looked at my life and I said, am I okay with it staying how it is? Or do I have to make a change and take that mask off and step into my power? So that's what I would definitely leave you guys with. Okay, I'm breaking my mic, applauding those words, for starters. Jackie, my goodness, that's so incredible. Look down at your feet. If you don't change where you're, if you don't change anything, you'll be in the same exact place. Um, that's an Anais Nin quote about the pain of change is greater than the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Um, and, and I want to say this about what you've heard tonight. Do something. 
it's so inspiring to hear and it's so sometimes overwhelming you might look at jackie and go i can't do that or alexander i can't I, there's no i mean i can tell you this there's no way i'm weighing myself in public at Publix. i mean god would have to come back and say to me next to me do this now i mean that's not happening that's not my jam on authenticity but you know as you're hearing today there's a niggling of i and, and i hate the word should but why might i say i'm there's a there's a niggling a whisper that's inviting you to do something. And as we close tonight and we end another day at 15 Hours of Breakfast with Champions, I wanna invite you to listen to that whisper and do that something. Do that little thing that, that's gonna take you one step closer. You might not be ready to do what Alexander did and you might not preach like Marcus and you might not know and be able to do what some of the people on stage shared so powerfully, but you know down in your bones what your next something is. And so one of the things I always do when I speak, when I teach, when I train is do the next thing that will move the needle forward, even if it is a degree. Because here's the thing, my friends, 211 degrees water is simmering. 212 degrees water is boiling and boiling water can, can propel a freight train with its steam. One degree, do one degree different tomorrow in your authenticity and you're showing up in your brand and, and don't compare to people who are further along than you, that's okay. And I just wanna invite you to take all you've heard tonight and, and come back tomorrow, come back next Tuesday. I don't know when Alexander and Marcus are gonna be back, but come back and tell us what you did. And if you don't get back on stage, DM me, I will cheer you on. DM me because that one degree today and tomorrow and the next day will build up to a whole stack of like, I, I used to build Legos with our kids. You know, you start on page one and it's find two red Legos. And by page 25, you build a starship. And so do your one thing and power that freight train and move forward one degree at a time. Thanks for letting me be part of the conversation, guys. I'm just so honored. I, I, I am honest to God beyond honored for all the incredible, listen, you know, when I got the text message, hey, can you sub today at, at 7 p.m.? And I made sure I could. And I just text people and hope that, you know, and Marcus said yes. And I was like, let's run with this. And then Susie came and then Jackie and King dropping gems and Honor asking a question that serves all. And, you know, Raymond jumping in and, and, and getting clarification on that question, which truly giving you an incredible compliment, Honor. I just am so blessed that this conversation went the way beyond my wildest hopes and dreams that I think that we would have such an awesome segment. I learned, I came, and I was able to grow from this. So thank you all. So much love. And like Susie said, this ends our 15 hours and 13 minutes of programming today. Guys, we will be back at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for Rise and Grind with Breakfast with Champions. Make sure that you do not miss it. Set your alarms. And if you are not part of the 67-day challenge, hashtag 67-day challenge, make sure that you are sliding into Tamara or Glenn's Instagrams where you can see the links. And even though it's already started, you can still sign up and you can be part of the movement that they are starting. And guess what? They're doing by authentically they themselves doing the morning five themselves. Sometimes starting a movement starts with the lone nut willing to dance when no one else is. And then all of a sudden you look around and everyone's dancing with you. This has been an awesome segment, Alexander Gonzalez. And I look forward to seeing you on these clubhouse streets.
Have a wonderful day, y'all. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.